It's time for building the game, the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. The end of the episode, that's when it technically ends. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, December 7th, and you're listening to episode 549. As always, I'm your host, Jason, here today, joined by probably my favorite co-host of all time, and I say that to all the co-hosts, but it's Julio Nasadio. Hey. Hey, Jason. How's it going? Good. I, I got distracted during that intro because... While I was um, while I was pulling this up, uh, I realized that I had you recording on the wrong day. <laughs> so I was super confused. Uh, I had this list. Oh, this is the last time we recorded. I said the wrong date. Look at me saying the wrong date. It's December 5th. So if you thought it was December 7th, ha 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 ha, joke's on you. It's December 5th. Uh, where, where's your mind at, Jason? Uh, it is in the midst of preparing for PAX U, um, which is my first time going and there's a lot to think about and a lot to figure out. And, uh, yeah. Well, so, let's talk about it. Let's dive into it. What's, what, what are you getting ready? What's, what's the, what's the gist? So I'm currently, I currently am in that mode where you're regretting that you even said you were going to go and you know, where you get to that point sometimes, maybe that doesn't happen to you. It happens to me for every convention, I think. Why did I say I was going to go to this convention? I don't want to go to this convention. No, I got to do all this work. But I do want to go. But it's not even the work. I just, I, I like, I haven't flown in four years. Um, I haven't been, this is, I've never been to this convention. Uh, I'm not going with anyone. Like, I'm going to stay with some people, but I'm not going, like, uh, with anybody like I normally would. So there's that. Um it's a new city. I've never been there. I'm not a city person. Uh, yeah. I grew up in a small town. I'm like John Mellencamp in that way. <laughs> and uh, Philly, Philly is not the best city. <laughs> thanks, 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 thanks. And I'm staying a ways away from the convention center, um, like a, in like an Airbnb, because it was a it was a really good deal. But it's a, I mean it's a good. I looked it up and stuff. It's a good area and stuff, and it's fine. Um, but still, like it's just all different, and so it just feels different, right? And then, so yeah, I'm trying to get stuff ready. And um, so I've got to get a Roland Wright that I'm working on with Kelly Hoagland that's about buttoned up for a publisher um, sent out, uh, brought with me to do a couple play tests. I'm testing You Are Here. I'm testing We Have Amnesia. Um, and we've also been sending out mad pitches on You Are Here, um, which is cool and fun. I actually had one today where the publisher was like, we need a video, which I already was like, ah, I already got you. And it has to be 60, less than 60 seconds. And I was like, what? I've never seen it that short. The video was one minute and 13 seconds. I was like, ah, so that's when you get the video and just go like times, times 1.5 on some areas where you're not. I I caught a little bit of dead space and then I put it on. 105% 105% and then you know you can you can tell it to not melt your voice mess up yeah. um sort of like hey you are here as a game about blah, 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 blah. so uh <laughs> so anyways <laughs> i uh so i did that 59.8 seconds because nice. that is less than 60 um so i got that submitted today that was for a mass market publisher where they've got like a um i've pitched to them before but now you actually submit it through this like thing oh no that wasn't that one that was that was uh one you've pitched to before yeah uh, it's, you know which one I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Um, 
So I submitted to that. I've done that before and I'm like in their system and stuff. Um, and then I submitted to all the other typical ones I would deal with. I so, can't believe you're surprised, man. You know, with mass market publishers, that's kind of the norm at this point. Seconds. I, I expected, I expected under two minutes, like, and I shoot mm. for under a minute 30. So I was so thankful that it was only a minute 13 and that I could trim it down. Um, I mean, it was literally like all of my old editing skills coming back. Like, how can I trim a sec? So I trimmed a second off the front, two seconds off the end, a couple seconds in the middle. And then I did the speed up and it fixed it. But I was like, oh, gosh, like I was like, I just have to submit this. We are already. Um, and then I need to um, I think I'm going to try and bring opposite is opposite uh, for giggles just to have people play that in person. Like it's been a long time since I've actually had that played with a group in person. It's mostly been online. And, uh, and I'm still trying to decide if I want to um, do a little Kickstarter on that one. Um, the Green Crafter jacked up their prices, which mm. I'm not complaining. I mean, you're in a business. You got to do business. And I know there's a bunch of stuff going on with all that. So no complaints. Um, but like all of the stuff that actually matters for me is the stuff where the prices went up. Yeah. Um, and it's a small game. But now it's kind of like, what can I charge to make it? okay like you know what i mean to make it still worth the game and still worth everything um and figure that out so i'm working on that and um yeah yeah that's uh so it's a lot of stuff that i'm trying yeah. to figure out yeah it seems like you, you you're you're nervous for a reason but i guess there's definitely a lot to do so which is you know it's good to be busy but at the same time try to enjoy yourself you know, there's definitely a lot of cool places to go uh, uh, eat and stuff like that in, in Philly. Um, and I know there's always local. I know Roscoe's local, fairly local. Oh, yeah. The, the right? single so, best part is so many people from building the game will be there right, um, right. from our Discord channel and stuff. And a lot of them I've never met or haven't seen in three to four years. So I am stoked about that. Super stoked. Can't wait. Um yeah, yes. yeah. So and 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 definitely also uh, there's a good publisher presence and the mm -hmm. convention. While obviously as a commercial convention, it's pretty relaxed. It's not as hard as uh, Origins, right. Essen, or or Gen Con. So they're definitely a little more open to you know maybe taking pitches on the spot if you haven't had anything set up for certain times. So. Um, you know, it, it, it has some good flexibility. It's one that I really enjoy. And, you know, I'm sorry that I won't be going and we'll be able to hang out. Um, but uh, I think there's a, good, a lot of good opportunity there. So, yeah, no, yeah. I, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm excited. I do this before every convention. I mean, when you, when you're not a fan of big groups of people or big cities or have anxiety and I have all those things, it just makes, it just makes the, the time beforehand really really nerve-wracking um but it is what it is i'm used to it oh and hopefully this went smashingly well uh and i can say this on the podcast now because we've hopefully already showed it to everyone roscoe and i got together uh before the convention and we designed a small party game 18 card party game uh with some cool tokens that i 3d printed the name of the game is it's definitely a rectangle and um <laughs> it is a game where you uh have all these lines, uh, these three different colored lines across cards. You throw the cards out. Uh, you Dexterity-wise, you can drop them from a small height, um, but you can toss them as well. And you were trying to make the lines line up. And then 
after all 18 cards are out, everybody's taking a turn, throwing some out there. You've got a big mishmash of lines and stuff. Then you take your token, put it face down, and the token will say either it'll either show um, a rectangle, a circle, or a triangle in uh, one of the three colors. So you put that face down, and then everyone reveals at the same time. And basically, what you're doing is you're saying, like, I've found a rectangle. This shape is definitely a purple rectangle, right? And somebody else might be like, oh, well, I found this this blue circle, right, that I see here. Um, and, and of course all the shapes are very amorphous, right? So you're trying to, you're trying to find ones, um, and you're trying your best to find ones that nobody else found, um, because you want to try and, you know, get the unique ones. Uh, and then if you get it correct, you actually keep your, that little token of your own, uh, you put it off to the side as a point. And I think it's like first, probably to three or five points, depending on how long you want the game to go. But then if I've scored a purple rectangle, I can't score another purple rectangle. So because, what'd you say? Because you use the token. Yeah, because you put the token away. So now I have less tokens, which if you're paying attention, you can start to see like, oh, okay, these three people have done a purple rectangle. So that's what I'm going to go for next time uh, because uh, I'm more likely to get it. So we'll see. I hope it went well. Um, I said, you know, as a joke to him, I said, you know, man, I would love to design a party game called it's definitely a rectangle and it's got to be with you. And within like an hour we had a functional idea and then I prototyped it. And so, yeah. So and we didn't tell anybody ahead of time. So that'd be funny to just show up with it. when we got there. Well, now you have. (laughs) So, yeah. So anyways, so I'm pretty excited and uh, about that. So with me, uh, a couple of things have been going on. So, yeah. Uh, game design related. Uh, I have finally a couple, I guess, two weeks ago, I went to my first design meeting in quite a while since, yeah. since my daughter was born. Um, you know, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while. It's just, you know, uh, time has been very limited and, you know, taking time to go out, uh, especially at night, is, is especially hard now. Right. Sure is. Um, so I was able to do that, even though it was just for about two hours. Mm-hmm. I even, you know, I got there and we uh, do the meetings now. And by we, I guess, get game designers in North Carolina and Astro. Right, right. Um, yeah. They're they're doing the the meetings at well played board game ca- at a board game cafe. Um, Mike Belsol, uh, uh, he he actually works at, at there, um, and and he kind of. Set, up, set us up for a good space there for the designers. Um, and we actually get a lot of people wanting to play, just play test games. And at this point, we're getting uh, about 10 people every meeting. Nice. So, right, right. Uh, and, you know, it, it is, for, for me, it obviously is sad because, you know, I, I, I always want to, uh, meet new people and, and test new mm-hmm. games, and of course, test my own. But I haven't been in that space because of right, my limited right. time. So, but needless to say, I had some ideas uh, to make some changes to my design. As you know, this year has been mainly focusing a lot of uh, on development. Yeah, uh, so sure. I was able to bring my game Rise uh, with some changes and, and tested them, and that went great. Um, actually, tomorrow is the next meeting, and I may go out in the at night as well, uh, just at least to hang out for a bit. So little by little getting back into it, 
I've had a lot of uh, new designs, um, you know, kind of in mind as well, but I kind of held off. There's <laughs> one that's first on the line, and I'll, I may probably talk about it, pitch pitch it later. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, number two, uh, some of you may know, but this and this gotta be super confusing, but a fun story. And I'm and I'm gonna be very open about this because they don't listen to the podcast where I'm going to be talking about. So <laughs> peanut butter belly time has, it went live on Kickstarter on a Thursday at 7 PM. Um, or was it a Friday? I think it was a Thursday. Um, so the peanut butter belly time is being published by a peanut butter company called nerdy nuts, which is run by uh, two people, but they always, they have a lot of employees and stuff like that. Um, and they hired me uh, last year to design this game for them. And they paid me to design the game and, and our contract, I even get royalties for the game sold. So I, I you know, it was, a, it was a good for my side of things. Now, they're, they were very inexperienced in this whole process. And I've talked about me being involved and then not being involved and then being involved. It has been a little right. uh, difficult to deal with them. Um, so I hadn't heard for, with them for a while. And then um, the owner sent me a link. Oh, this is the Kickstarter page. We're going live tomorrow. And that was, again, that was like a Wednesday. And I'm like, I'm looking at the Kickstarter page and it seems so lacking. And I hadn't heard anything. And they hadn't, you know, they're all about uh, hype with their people and they hadn't shared anything. So I already had a bad feeling. Uh, the main thing is that they wanted to use Kickstarter as a marketing tool right, because right. They've, they've already uh, produced the game. Uh, mm -hmm. They wanted to just, you know, get people excited about the game and, and get some other swag linked to the game, especially their peanut butter, of course. Right, um, right, right. And, and they went live and, 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 you know, not surprising, the game didn't really get many backers and they went with a $50,000 goal, which was crazy 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 i especially didn't understand that with like like when you um when you already have printed the game right like they don't need the fifty thousand dollars right no. and that number just scares people away you know like it, it, it does and but not seen on kickstarter before right yeah and the thing is i guess they were really banging on their audience their peanut butter audience to push it through and, and by that is that they have like a 20,000 person Facebook group and they have a hundred thousand email lists of people, stuff like that. But, you know, they're not board game people. They're, it's different audience, right? So that's, it's a good teaching point there. And of course, on my side, it's a little frustrating, but obviously they saw that it wasn't going to work. And the next day they, they just, uh, put the game on their website, uh, like with the same tiers and everything. Uh, and the game is being sold right now on nerdynuts.com. Um, so little by little, they're going to be selling it with their peanut butter. And I think it, it'll, it'll sell just fine. Um, their Kickstarter for some reason is still live. I don't know why. Um, yeah, it seems like they would just cancel that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But Hey, I, regardless of, of them managing the game, the game is awesome. It's one of my favorite designs, honestly, the ones being published. Uh, honestly, it's my wife's favorite design of mine. So yeah, that, you know, uh, hey, that's a, 
Um, so and and right now they're selling it for I think it's eighteen ninety nine uh, on their website. So it's a steal for two to seven players uh, game. It, it's it's you know it, if you're interested, go check it out. Um, but you know it's it's definitely uh, ups and downs, but yeah. it it definitely teaches you for for you know for next time if there's ever a next time even with a different person, what to expect and, and get some experience and at the same time learn from that and, and just go it at, go with it in a different way and, and, and you know hopefully something somebody's a little more receptive on that matter. But um, I'm I'm not uh, I'm very happy with ultimately how it all turned out, even with the lack of I guess exposure uh, that it had. Um, so I think, you know, I may reach out to him, uh, sometime in the future and he'll probably be open to sending out review copies and stuff like that. Um, right. so, so hopefully we'll get, uh, some people to look at it in the board game space. Um, but, uh, besides that, I also got a sneak peek at a future game of mine coming out next year. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I gotta take a look, look, take a look at the rules, at the, uh, the box cover, uh, and I'm, you know, obviously that's always very exciting. Um, so, we'll, I'll talk more about that as uh, more information becomes available. Are you um, allowed to say what game it is or no? I, I mean, they don't, they don't listen. So again, it's, it's a, a freehand. I don't know anybody that ever played that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me about that. Yes. So freehand, uh, I signed that game uh, last year, um, and it's a party game, and it's you know I won't say who's publishing it, but it's a you know it's a popular publisher, so hopefully it'll it'll uh, it'll get picked up as well in the public, and I'm very excited about that one as well. That's so awesome. it's always good to see that kind of stuff, and and of course I've sent out some pitch emails some time ago, and and there's games under evaluation. That's always kind of the norm. It's funny how things change, and and the time you kind of get into the industry where you're like, oh, I gotta get under evaluation. It's so exciting, and and now it's like, well, I've got a couple of games under under evaluation. Hopefully right. they make past it, right? <laughs> so. But you know everybody's in a different uh, spot on the design um, journey. So this is mine right now. Yep. Um, now, based on that, I guess uh, we can just jump into the the topic because I wanted to talk about uh, shifting gears, um, mm-hmm. mainly because you know uh, it. You all know builders out there know how I am. I'm always been very uh prolific in a sense of designing a lot pitching a lot having a lot of games available to pitch and stuff like that and designing and keep it going um and you know time has always been limited and i've always been good at managing my time um but honestly the last two years you know and and mostly the last year definitely uh has been uh a year of shifting gears and again that's why i've been focusing a lot on development um and and not a lot of designing new games um because of my limited time 
you know, focusing on family foremost. Uh, and then, of course, I've got my, my main <laughs> job. So that takes a lot of time. Um, and with the limited time that I have to design, and also since I didn't meet uh, designing, um, didn't meet uh, for uh, design meetings and stuff like that, I wanted to, you know, use still use some of my creative time to do some other stuff as well. So it, it has been interesting, uh, an interesting journey. And, and y'all know that I had talked about even last uh, podcast that I was on about uh, a podcast that I was, you know, working to to do. Um, and and honestly, I I decided to not do it. Um, right. Right which is a hard decision, obviously, because I've been, you know, building so much up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it just, is just turned into this uh, stressful thing because I knew I didn't have the time or, or if, if I had the time, it wasn't going to be enough. Um, and I didn't right, want right. to uh, uh, have done job, you know? Yeah. And I, there's I'm, one thing I know you're not going to do. It's half of a job. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it, it does feel obviously that uh, I'm let letting people down, but I honestly, you know, I I I wa- gotta watch out for myself. Uh, one thing for sure is my health is more important than anything else, and that is something that I want to focus on uh, more than anything. Um, mm-hmm. So, so uh, you know, that's just taking a step back and shifting gears, and and that's why I wanted to talk about that. Um, because it feels like it's important to, to know. And I know a lot of people understand that. <clears throat> but, you know, some people that listen, they they see us as, you know, right machines. We're always doing new things and, and, and designing something new, starting something new. That's always exciting and everything. But but we sometimes got to, you know, take a break um, mm-hmm. and and do something different or or just take a different flow of doing things. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is absolutely true. And, uh, it's, it's hard to do that, right? Because you feel like when you're slowing down on things, at least I know I, sometimes I do, and I feel like you're probably the same. It's it's like, you're letting yourself down, right? Like you're like, Oh, this isn't my full potential, right? I know I could do more than this. Um, but, but that doesn't mean it's, it's the right choice or that it's healthy to do more. Right. I mean, sometimes doing less and, and refocusing is, is absolutely the right choice and not just for one reason for like all the reasons right i mean if you're you're putting so many things out um you know i mean it's it's interesting to hear you say this because i mean i think we all kind of had a bet that you were just like uh, a terminator uh designer (laughs) and like you were able to just like power through all the time and um and i think it's important that you're saying like hey like no you have to shift gears you have to slow down sometimes um, because yeah, I, I think that, um, it's important that we do project that to people so that they know, um, because it is easy, you know, for people who just listen to the show or don't really know us very well to say like, Oh, you're always working on, you know, so many things. I know I get like, Oh, you're co-designing like 40 games or some crazy. And it's like, no, I'm not like, but like, it feels like that sometimes. Right. And mm-hmm. there was a time when I said yes to every possible co-design I could do. And, you know, like, and now it's kind of like, okay. It, that's not always the right choice. Um, in fact, many times it's not the right choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I completely agree. 
and it's mainly uh it's it's mainly about focusing right and prioritizing yes yes you know obviously for me there's been so many changes in my life in the last you know two years three years outside of the pandemic of course uh but you know having two kids under two years is is not an easy task and and hey man having two kids over two years also not an easy task let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) so uh it it is something that i i love them so much and i want to dedicate my time to them and and as and you all know design time has always been my fun time and it has felt like man I wanna I I wanna get back into designing more and more and and I am still doing it right so it, which is funny right mm-hmm. I'm taking I'm taking breaks but I'm still doing design right um, right right uh, but it's not the normal flow that I'm uh, used to and um, it is interesting because uh, because I haven't been able to do the meetings and and for that reason I didn't focus on designing as much because I wasn't gonna be able to test anything. Um, I was like, well, what can I do with my whatever little creative time I got? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, one thing that I did, as you all know, we we did the whole click or treat uh, Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in October, and turned out really... great. By the way, turned yeah. out great. I got mine. It looks awesome. The, uh, have you played it? Not yet. Not yet. Because. Well, because as you know, there have been crazy things, but, um, <laughs> but no, when we were going to go uh, to Georgia at the end of the year, um, for, uh, a, uh, a vacation down to Tybee Island and I- I'm going to take it with us. So, okay. Yeah. Sorry to put you on the spot. Sorry no, that's, put... I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> um, there's a nice big, uh, table they have there, so it's good for games and it'll actually be very good for that. Better than our table at home. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, I 3d printed all those components for all the games and I uh, engraved all the uh, bags for all of them. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of work, you know, and even designing the the pieces and everything. And, and when I was, after I did that, I was like, you know, I could do something related to 3d printing. And I know that's something you've talked about in the past with you getting a 3d printer. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I was like, Maybe I can I can sell some some stuff and and I just you know I decided and I opened and it's been running for I guess two almost two months now an Etsy shop mm-hmm. um, and it's the randomest thing um, and we can talk more about this in the future because it's you know semi design related but it is interesting the whole uh, pace of of doing these things because I'm talking mm-hmm. about not having time to meet with people and 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 design games and stuff like that but I have time for this because it's a different flow and a yeah, different requirements yeah. of my time yeah. and, and when it's needed and how it's needed, which is very important to, to consider. Um, so uh, the, the Etsy shop is called rocking 3d prints. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to find a niche for, for this because, you know, Etsy is just a, a website for selling makers, selling their, their stuff. Right, right, right. Um, and there's a lot of 3D printed, uh, you know, stuff being sold on Etsy, even, uh, you know, stuff that people get out of Thingiverse, which is a big website for getting 3D uh, models and stuff. But since I had some modeling experience, I decided to uh, use Creative Common designs, which means uh, designs that people have made that are open to sell commercially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to put my take on it. 
uh, and essentially I was looking for different niches and I found that there was this, uh, oh, these prints of, of ha- things that had the rocks, uh, face and head on it, like Dwayne, the rock Johnson, uh, <laughs> I know. Right. Um, so I, I said, you know, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, he's a cool guy. A lot of people, you know, like him over, like him overall. So I'm going to just find a lot of different uh, creative commons uh, models of different IPs. And I'm just going to put the rocks head on. Um, and I have like a Mario with a, with a rock's face on it, a SpongeBob. And this is all so out, out there. But my objective was to have some passive income. Yeah. You, know, yep. you have a 3D printer running and... Once it's, it's printed, you just put it in a, in a box and, and ship it away. Um, of course, once you do a design, because I ha- I'll be remixing all these designs, it takes some time, maybe 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. But once you have it there, it's, it's constant, right? It stays there and right. you can resell it and sell it because you're, you just got to buy more filament, right? Um, so it is something that has actually taken off somewhat. Um, you know, I've made like over 40 sales in the last month of different figures of different things. Uh, and you know, it takes some time, but like I said, it is fairly passive and it's been a lot of fun to seeing how, how it's taken out, taken off. Um, Mm -hmm. and at the same time, I'm like, you know, hoping that maybe I can make it more passive and still, you know, do the thing and, and once it be ready to go back to designing, which is something that mm-hmm. uh, I'll be definitely looking forward to do uh, next year. Um, so that's a, uh, that's, it's the shifting gears all over the place, right? Because it really is right. <clears throat> not only, not only uh, the time used is, is how you're using the time and what you're focusing on. And even though it's design adjacent, it is something that I was excited to work on, and and mm-hmm. it's something that came together fairly quickly, um, and it's using my time as efficient as I can right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important, right? Like using your time as efficient as you can, and with what makes you happy, that is super important. I mean that that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, um, and again. It, it, it and it doesn't really have to be something productive either um because i've always been a, a big gamer um and i'm like seeing i have a ps5 and i see like a god of war just came out and i'm like man i would love to play that game i just don't have the time to play it uh but it's because i don't want to make the time to play it right mm-hmm. i'm focusing on other stuff but Sometimes that's what you need. You just want to sit down and enjoy a story uh, of a game that you just experienced through the TV or just watch a show that you've been wanting to watch for a long time. Um, it, it, it really it really depends on, on what you're looking for. And, of course, ultimately, this is going to uh, uh, give you a, uh, ultimately a boost, I would say, to, to your creativeness because it just reinvigorates you. Um, and I am already feeling that way, you know, uh, because, I, uh, it's not like I ever stop because I'm still doing it. Right. But 
it, it has felt like I slowed down, which has made me feel bad because of it. Um, so it, it's just something to think about and and consider uh, when when shifting gears. What about what about you? What's what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I agree with with the stuff you said. I, you know, I I do think that there's, you know, one of the things you pointed out was that it's not always something that's productive, right? Like, you know, you don't have to be productive. It's funny. I was so just today I was talking with uh, Michael Wasbrock on one of our design meetings and I was talking about some stuff I've got coming up hopefully next year. And he was like, and it's some, some stuff he's worked on before. And he said, listen, man, he's like, I'm just going to tell you, like, something's got to give, right? Like you're going to, something's got to give and you have to be prepared for that. And, and he said, uh, and this is, I think something that resonates with both of us. He said, uh, don't let that thing be sleep. Don't let that be the choice you make to say, well, I only got so much time. Uh, so I'm going to uh, go ahead and just, and just give up on sleep. <laughs> I do enough of that, right? Like I, I'm already bad at sleeping and I've been getting better about trying to get myself a good routine. But, um, but I do think, you know, for me, shifting gears is really about um, pulling back on like, I don't, I don't like dropping anything that I'm currently doing. Right. Like, I, I think that for me, it's always about managing, like, what are the new things I'm doing mm -hmm. and how can I manage those things in, in a way to where as they drop off, I'm not introducing new things into them. Right. Like, you know, new things to replace them to say like, okay, so this game's finished. Um, and you know, now I'm not going to add another game to replace this. Um, or even, you know, one of the things that I've done with co-designers recently um, is we've started to say, listen, we're working on three games, but let's focus on just this one, right? Like, we're just going to work on this one until we feel like we're good, and then we're going to move on, right? Um, and then from there, we can decide, okay, this one's either, you know, we're sending it to people, we're seeing what's happening, or we dropped it, or somebody signed it, hopefully, Right now, let's yeah. now let's focus on the next thing and just take things one at a time. Um, and a couple of co-designers I've been working with, uh, specifically one at Tim and Kristen Devine have been fantastic. Where like, I'm like, listen, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work on this, but I've got some other stuff I have to take care of first um, with some other designs. And they're like, no problem. Like we have other stuff we're working on. We'll get back to this. You know, let's let's talk again in a couple of weeks and, and see if we can hop on and and get this part knocked out great um you know so that has been super duper helpful um in helping me kind of figure out how to shift gears um but yeah yeah i i, I think the thing to remind ourselves is at least for me is that you don't like you you mentioned you don't have to feel guilty about doing things that aren't super productive right like our brains need downtime our bodies need downtime and I think taking the time to do something you enjoy, uh, that's that's good, right? That's a good yep. thing. Um, and that is, um, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's and, just, it's helpful for me, I know. Yeah, and, and, and it is interesting because, like you said, something you enjoy. And, you know, that can change all mm -hmm. the time. Um, and especially, like, doesn't matter how much you like something sometimes if you do it too much or whatever it is right if it's food or just a hobby or 
or anything else. If you do it too much, sometimes you just want to take a step back and not do it for a while and stuff like that. That's completely normal. Um, and it, you know, for for game design, it is interesting, especially, you know, we we haven't mentioned the pandemic as much this episode, which is a plus. <laughs> Surprising. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, it definitely that that obviously is something that has shifted gears all, all over the place. Has, and we're already kind of new normal at this point and all. But it, it still affects us, uh, affects us in a way, um, especially with all the skills that we learn to, you know, go over pandemic times and how we how can we still do our design uh, through it all. And then going back into meeting in person and doing mm-hmm. in-person conventions which is kind of what really got me into design. And it's something that I want to do uh, more. And, and like this this next year, um, there's been like an opportunity at my job um, to, you know, work on a, on a uh, temporary basis in Tennessee, which is, you know, as you all know, where I originally was before I moved to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously, you know, in Tennessee, there's uh, Proto ETL is fairly close to that, and that's the first convention I ever went to. So I'm actually thinking of going this year, um, and it and it is just one of those kind of going back to my roots of how it all started, right, right, um, which is something that I I feel like it'll be exciting to go through because, mm-hmm. um, in a way, that's what I wanted to do with the podcast, right. Uh, I wanted to revisit those tips that I was doing uh, five years ago. Um, and I, as I was thinking more about it, I'm like, this is going to be a lot of fun, but man, it's going to be a lot of work. Um, and I'm all about doing work, but I'm not in this space right now uh, with everything that I've got going on to do it right. So so I, I guess at this point, I'm thinking, what else, you know, what else can I do to to get back to my uh, design roots and and revisit them and 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 go from there. So right, right. It, well, it, it, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I think one of the things here to remember too. We we live in this culture where like you're you're like being busy is something to like mm-hmm. you know ascribe to. Like oh, I'm so busy because I do this and this and this and like I I see that a lot with our kids and in, in the like people I know who whose kids are in high school and they're just like every night they've got like something right like oh they've got this and this and you know and 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 that's that's okay like if that works for you or your family no judgments there uh but like our you know we have this rule with our kids that they're allowed to do one extracurricular activity at a time that's it that's what they get um because we don't want any of us to be so overwhelmed with that 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 we're not happy about it right and Mm -hmm. you know and and if if being busy is fun for you and it's something that you enjoy um, you should do that. Right. But like if, if being busy is like not the type of person you are and that it's, there's no reason to be busy just to be busy. Right. And, and I think assessing value of the things you're about to do. I know we just said not everything you do has to be, you know, like, like has to like make you like be, be work. Right. It can be nonproductive. It can just be for fun. Um, but that said, if you're if you're saying okay these are the things i'm doing for game design these are things that i care about for game design you you should pick things that are fulfilling what you want for that right and yeah. you know and for you the podcast that you were talking about doing was like you know what that's 
that's a thing that would be a nice to do, but I don't need to do it, right? It's um, it's not going to change the world for your game design stuff, right? <laughs> By doing that podcast. So so I think assessing that value and saying, you know what, I can let this one go. Um, I know for myself that one of the biggest struggles I have uh, that, that stops me from slowing down and, and shifting gears is is FOMO. 100%. FOMO is, yeah. I am awful about FOMO. It's one of the reasons I've backed too many games on Kickstarter. It's it's a reason that I've said yes to too many projects, you know, game design and not game design, because there's just so many things that like, oh, you're doing this? Oh, can I jump on that too? Yeah, like I want to work on that. Like I want to go to this thing, you know, and it really all comes back to not wanting to miss out, right? That fear of missing out um, is is a lot, and um yeah so anyways it's yeah, tough yeah. like right it is it is but hey we do what we can with what we've got um and ultimately uh our health is very important and mm-hmm. and that is one thing that that i definitely uh being very lax on like uh i used to do a lot more exercise um and i'm not gonna put the blame on again on having kids or anything because it's all on me so that's another thing i want to focus more on i want to mm-hmm. you know get back on on I don't know, physical get back more physical shape and and doing more exercise because that's one thing that actually i think really helped me a lot when i was designing because it was some time to just not think about anything until i was thinking about something and that was mm-hmm. um but ultimately it's it's really about my my physical health at this point. Right. Right. Um, right. And like you were saying, the whole sleep thing, uh, we have a baby and right, she's right. been the best right. ever, uh, more than our first. So it hasn't really been the problem. Uh, but still I, I haven't been able to be consistently doing any sort of uh, physical exercise. And that's something that I miss because I've always done some sort of exercise since I was in my team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is something that really helps, you know, in, in whatever that looks like, if it's a sport, if it's, I don't know, uh, running or whatever, uh, it can definitely help in some way just disconnect because sometimes like that busy culture, um, even if it is just watching a TV show or, or like we always like to do multitasking, right? Where where because we want to use as much time as we have to do different things um is it, sometimes overwhelming right and and mm-hmm. having an activity that that is more physical and less mind <laughs> burning right mm-hmm. can can give you i've always thought of it like um you know whenever i exercise it just help get more more uh, blood flow to the brain uh and right, that, right, right help my design in a sense. And I think is, and I still think it's true. So, um, that, that is, uh, that's my, our tech talk right there. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I have been, I've been very good over the last over five years now of, of walking every single day. Uh, and it's not, I don't do enough exercise. I walk every day because I like walking, uh, and because I know it's good for me. Um, but it really does help me think like I, um, it really does make a difference in giving me that time to think and kind of decide what to do. 
uh, with the day and things like that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, plus one for that. It really does. It really does help, but I don't run. I tr- tried jogging for a while. Uh, my wife and I were doing it together and it was torture for us. Like we just hated it. Like we just really hated it. We would, we would do it. Um, and like, and for a while it was all right. We're like, Oh yeah, we got this. We got this. But then every time we went up another increment, like, okay, now we're going to do it this much longer. Um, it just started to suck again. And at some point it, it just stopped not sucking. Like it just was bad all the time. Like, and so we just were like, we don't want to do this, you know? Um, because for me, like if I'm going to do something healthy, like it needs to be something that I want to do and that I, I have to at least somewhat, I have to leave, be done with it and feel like that was worthwhile. And I feel good that I did that. And with the jogging thing, like every time at the end, I was like, no, I feel like crap. This is not fun. Like, I don't want to do this tomorrow. Uh, Not even a little bit. And, you know, like, I think that you need to find the things in life and health and all these different things that you enjoy, right? Like the, the thing that you can enjoy, right? It's like eating healthy, right? It's like you, you can't, you can't just eat crap you hate, even though it's good for you all the time, because like, that's, what's the point of that. Right. But like, but you also, you know, you have to manage like, what's, what should I do and what shouldn't I do? And so I always just like, okay, try and find something that I don't hate that's better than my current choice. And I'm going to do that. (laughs) And like incremental change is what I'm saying here. And really, you know, that's a good one. It really does. It really does make a difference. So, or the, I guess, what do you call it? Uh, Decremental. No, decrease the going instead of going on, going down. Right, right, right. Yeah. What, what, What would you call that? Um, I think it would still be incremental because it would still be increments. It's an right? increment, it's right? Not, increment doesn't mean anything is about mean, increments, right? You know, a piece like, so there you go. and that's, that's how, you know, English is not my first language. There you go. Now somebody might come in and be like, no, Jason's wrong. That is literally what the definition of increment <laughs> means is to increase. And, and they could be right. And if they, and if they're right, then good for them. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know for sure. English is my first language, but that doesn't mean I understand a lot of it uh, because English is a stupid language um, that makes no sense most of the time. And that's the truth. That is definitely the truth. Well, at the very least, we've got our, uh, the builders can let us know uh, and right. in the, the discord. And that's the plug for that. Right, right, right. Well, do you want to talk about a, you want to talk about a yes, game? Yes, yes, yes. So, so this game, um, I had, I did a podcast uh, interview uh, not long ago, and I honestly don't remember the name of the podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, it really there, there was like a, me. <laughs> there was a question that uh, kind of talking about my design style, and and I kind of noticed that obviously it there's a lot of different things that I do. And, and of course, one of them that y'all know, you know, I like to use physicality and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but indeed. one that has been even more uh, out there because it has been published is like um, uh, layered resources, layered mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think I talked about that in, in, in the past as well. Um, 
you know, Holy has a layered mechanism. Dulce has a layered mechanism. Control, I would say, has one as well. Uh, so those are the well, uh, some three of my games that are out. Um, so this one is a layered mechanism, and it's based on dice. I have okay. actually not designed many games using dice. I have a lot of dice components, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and I don't really use them. So it wasn't really like, oh, I want to use these dice. It's just that I had this idea. Uh-huh. Um, the game is called uh, Dice Islands, right? I like the name um, so far. I'm in. So um, if you think think of a die, you know, when you see a visual die, regardless of any of, well, I guess I'm talking about D D6 in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's using pips, you can divide a die into a three by three grid. Think of it like the the one pip is like a, a pip right in the center of a three by three, mm-hmm. while the six is three pips on each side of the three by three. So mm-hmm. the center column is empty. Um, so oh, I, so like three columns, kind of right, right. Three, yeah. three columns by three rows, three by three. Um, and then the five is you know four on the corners and then one in the middle. So th- think of it like that. Uh, okay. th- this is just a setup, right? Uh, yes. Each player has a, a board that is a three by three grid that is an ocean. Um, and I, you may have some starting islands, and the islands can be a one, two, three, four, five, or six. And those are the pips on your three by three grid. Um, and essentially, this will be a, a drafting game in which you draft dice and cards associated with that die. Both cards and dice have blue and green versions. Green versions. The blue represent water, and the green represent uh, land. These cards are big enough to fit in one of the spots of your three by three grid. Mm-hmm. Um, and in itself, if it's an island or if it's water, it has its own its own three by three grid. <laughs> so. Okay. So an island that is, uh, you know, uh, uh, and all these represent numbers one through five, one through uh, six. Uh, so an island that has the one is essentially a, a, a island that has a volcano in the middle because that's the. Oh, middle. okay. Yeah. Uh, and and maybe if it's a five, it's an island that has you know four ports on the on the edges and then one castle in the middle, right? So visually, it looks like pips, or at least a different island. And then the water right, types right. have maybe like a big whale on the middle, or just different animals or something along those lines, little ships. Um, so essentially, you have your big board, uh, which is the three by three grid. Then you have the cards, which is go on the board and are a three by three inside. Mm-hmm. And inside those cards go the dice, which is it go inside the card, right? Right, so, right, right. You have the board, the card, and the dice, one within the other within the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are drafting a card with a die every single time. At this point, I think I, I have it like a, um, either a snake draft or just a draft one and draw a new one sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially, whatever you draft, you put in your die with it, and 
you ultimately have a nine by nine grid, right? Because based on the cards and you're going to be drafting nine cards. So you're going to end up with nine cards on your nine, uh, three by three grid. Um, and you're going to be uh, at this point, there's a base scoring mechanism of mm -hmm. at the end of the game, your big board is going to be one number, right? One through five, mm -hmm. one through six, sorry. And then your each one of your cards chosen, it's going to be uh, a number as well. Each one of those, uh, one through six. Now, you can use the cards to change the big number on the board because it's water or, 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 or right, land, right. right? So if you had a five and then you take water and put it in the middle, it becomes a four. Yes, that makes sense. And, and same with the dice. You take the die and you put it on the card and it changes what the card is. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, you're going to be scoring uh, like it may be multiplicative of, you know, three times the big number times two times all the medium size nine numbers. Right, 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 right. Times one, the smaller numbers on the nine uh, dice that were uh, that were drafted. Um, and then you, there's going to be, uh, I also have cards that are, um, like secondary objectives based on location, mm -hmm. based on the different specific numbers, uh, and different connections that you do with the cards and the dice. So obviously, hopefully I didn't lose you there. Um, but it's you know it's it's out there like I I'm, I feel fairly confident that it's somewhat playable. Uh huh. So it's, just, it's just sitting down and, and getting the thing, um, uh, you know, prototyped. I look forward to seeing a physical version of it because I think it will make more sense then. Right. <laughs> there was a little bit of it that I was like, Err. but I I I think I got you, and I would love to see what that looked like in a physical version. Um, because I love the idea of the, you know, of the kind of that, um, what did you yeah, call the layered mechanics with that, right? Where yeah, it's, layered you know, mechanics, yeah. so Dice Island, and I guess, you know, it would make more sense visually, like, each card is a square card, not a right, not right. a standard poker size, right? Right, yeah. So yeah, I picked one and a half inches, way through, I was right. like, oh yeah, that's probably... <laughs> yeah, if you think of the sizes, it's really, it, it, it's perfect, because it's... Each card is two and a half inches, so the board is seven and a half inches. Yep. We're not yep. too big, you know, for a personal board. And then the dice, which are sixty millimeter, are are you know perfect to perfect, fit. Yeah. So, so it's you know sizing is it, good. There is it's just the the layer mechanisms and how that really works. We'll see, but it is something you know. Obviously, I'm excited for it. I just gotta sit and and one thing for me, I'm not going to packs or anything, but I am going to Puerto Rico. Right. Um, to visit oh, you family. can always get your family there to try your games. I know. Yes, so. <laughs> right, right. So that is definitely uh, uh, one thing I want to do. I want to make sure to get this game prototyped to take it and and play test it a lot with family over there. So cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me know when you bring it back because I would love I would love to hear more about it and to try it uh, because that sounds right up my alley from what I gathered of it. So I'm excited to actually see what it looks like to make sure that I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I thought. Or wait, no, that's not it. That's not it at all. So well, in the next couple of weeks, keep an, if you're on Twitter, keep an eye out and I'll, and I'll post something there because I have not been posting much there either. So Yeah, that's fair. I have not been that much either. So 
All right. Well, hey, this was a this was a fun discussion and a fun show. Uh, talked a little bit about shifting gears and slowing down. So, um, listeners, builders, I hope you enjoyed our discussion as well. If you want to reach out, you can, of course, go to buildinggamepodcast.com. There you can find a link to our Discord. I sure hope you'll join our Discord because it's really cool and it's really fun. Had some cool new people, once again, in the uh, weekly meetups, and I love it. Um, you can also, of course, email us at buildinggamepodcast.gmail.com. You can find us on the Twitter, at least at this point still, at PodcastBTG. I am at J.A. Slingerland. Julio is at Hu Nasaru. Uh, you can also, of course, just keep coming back every single week and listening to the show. But until next time, good night. Buenas noches. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. The end of the episode, that's when it technically ends.